four in a row for your Minnesota Wild as they take down the Arizona Coyotes four to one. Matt Boldy, Kirill Kaprizov, and Jewel Erickson take the lead. Marcus Johansson does something for 17 minutes. And Marc-Andre Fleury was great in that again. Alex Micheletti will join us to break down this one. We've got a lot to discuss on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Let's fire it up. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Minnesota on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into tonight's Locked on Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wilds pick up a 3-1 to win over the Arizona Coyotes. Seth Sopal here, as mentioned. Alex Micheletti joining us tonight. Alex, uh, let's just dive into this with some of our thoughts on what we saw here tonight. Um, great game for the big dogs again, as mm-hmm. I'm just going to start calling them. Uh, Kaprizov was uh, unbelievably good in this one. Matt Boldy was great. Jewel Erickson Eck was great. Um, so let's talk about those guys first. Uh, that, that line combination has been sensational since they were paired together and, uh, they really took the lead in this one again tonight. Yeah. I mean, X been the best player on this team for, uh, since, uh, since they came back from break, uh, he's just been an absolute beast and, you know, Matt Boldy's, uh, you know, he's firing the puck, you know, he's getting, he's getting the shot volume up, you know, that, that, you know, that you, it shows how much confidence he has in this game right now too. And then Kirill just, you know, steady, steady Kirill. And, um, one guy that, uh, we have to mention too is Brock Faber. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that first period I, I mentioned it on Twitter too, but he had, he had four shots on goals, uh, and two blocks like that. Some, you know, sometimes it takes guys an entire game to get that production. And he got that right away in the first period. He, uh, him and Brodeen were just unbelievable because they had to kill a couple of, uh, penalties early too, which could have made a, you know, a big difference in the game. And so yeah, that was, that was huge. Um, so just, just unbelievable. And, you know, that's a, a kind of a trap game too, because, you know, Arizona had lost six in a row and they're at home and you know they're, they're on, they're kind of on the edge of where are we going to join the tank mode or not? So yeah. Uh, yeah. And sell off. Uh, so that, yeah, that was, that was very interesting. Yeah. And it's, you know, that combination of Kaprizov, Eric Sinek and Boldy uh, single-handedly, contributing to that uh, that Erickson Eck power play goal because you have not only that unreal feed from Kaprizov to Boldy after Kaprizov won I think it was three different puck battles mm-hmm. he gets the puck to Boldy Boldy gets the puck to Erickson Eck and Erickson Eck is able to chip it in so you see that chemistry um translate over to the power play and so just a strong, strong game for those three guys. And, you know, there are other parts of this that I, I want to get into because, again, there was there was a lot of good stuff that happened in this game. But I, I, I'm sorry, I got to do it because we just had another statistical oddity <laughs> in this game in that Marcus Johansson had... 17 minutes, eight seconds of time in this one. He played on the power play. He played on the penalty kill. Zero goals, zero assists, was in even zero, zero shots, zero shots missed, zero block shots, zero penalties, zero hits, zero takeovers, zero giveaways. In 17 minutes of time on the ice, he Tony snelled it again, which is crazy. Which is which is harder to do in hockey because you, you know at some point you you would think the puck would just you know bounce off you for a block uh, to not <laughs> or uh, you you know you manage to you know get a hit you know but nothing. It's just yeah, it's uh, it's insane, and he's. Uh, you know, he's got a no move deal and he's here for another year. <laughs> so he's not going anywhere unless they buy him out. But uh, I don't think they would buy him out. Uh, like, I just, I just don't, I just don't know. Yeah. Like, 
you and I've I've talked about this before. We've discussed this. Mm. I think Matt Zuccarello and Marco Rossi have a nice thing going between the yeah. two of them. But just think about what that second line could do if you simply had somebody who just defaulted to firing the puck on net. Right. Think about what you could have as a component because we've seen over the last couple of games that top line has the capabilities to dominate because that's what they've done the last two games. If they can get that second line to even chip in here and there, then you've got the makings of an offense that can carry you through against difficult opponents. I'm just I'm just saying, just try, just try somebody else right. in that grouping. I mean, you you have I I'll I'm gonna say it. You could even put you could put Ryan Hartman in that spot because what do we know about Ryan Hartman? Shoots the puck. Yes, at a you high volume. Ryan Hartman in that spot. You could put Brandon Duhame in that spot. You could put any <laughs> any number of other people in that spot. It's just, I'm sorry. It just drives me batty. Well, especially when you, yeah, I mean, it's a top six role. I mean, that, I mean, you should be producing at when you're given that amount of minutes. I mean, that's almost an entire period of almost 20 minutes of not doing a single thing. It's like you're getting cardio at lifetime fitness. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. And uh, for a guy that is touted as highly skilled, what are you doing out there? <laughs> you're not, you're not using, you're not using your God-given talent. I mean, what is going on there? I just, just unreal. Uh, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. And uh, you know, that, that's what's always killed this team is not having a second line uh, that can help when the top line is getting shut down. And you know, that's teams can. It makes it easy for teams to do that too when they know that hey, there's not going to be much production out of anybody else. Um, so yeah. that's that, that makes it tough. Frustrating, but. Yeah. That's that's that we've we've screamed into the ether <laughs> about that for yeah. the entire season. Yeah. And so just getting that out into a healthy space and that there was a lot of positives from tonight. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> Mark Jojo was 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 brutal. But, you know, there was there was a lot of standout performances tonight. Flurry yeah, was just a rock star too. Flurry was great again. He the last few games that he has been in, he has been really really good. And let's give some love to the the top 4 defensemen. Um here tonight the minute disparities were rather large <laughs> for the top 4 and the bottom 6. You had Brock Faber lead the way again. Uh, 2909. He had five. So if Brock Faber just had one of those like in his bag games tonight again, which is if why you play, this if one... you play daily fantasy, that's that's a guy that you just pencil in because he he's the opposite of Jojo. He he fills the stat sheet. Brock Faber had five shots tonight. He had six blocks and two hits in 29 minutes of ice time. Jonas Brodeen had his goal in 27 minutes, 48 seconds. And by the way, massive goal for the wild. We'll talk about the, the challenge momentum swing here in a little bit that the wild were able to create because they did get the, uh, the separator goal. Um, but Brodeen had a goal. He had three shots. He had four blocks and a hit in 27 minutes. Zach Bogosian had two shots, two blocks in 22 minutes. I thought Bogosian was great here tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Middleton had three shots, three hits, and a block in 19 minutes. So those top four guys I thought were great in this game tonight. But we're getting to, and maybe this is maybe this is just me being nitpicky, <laughs> but we had six minutes for Dakota Mermis and we had eight, six and a half minutes for John Merrill. 
And again, I just scream out into the ether. And again, this is probably just me being nitpicky. But it's like you couldn't give you couldn't give those minutes to Declan Chisholm. Yeah, like I mean, you... he would <laughs> he would definitely do a better job. <laughs> and that's he wouldn't make a mistake. I, I don't think in that amount of time and give him a chance to be on the power play. I mean, you, you claim him for a reason. Then there was clearly other teams that were, uh, you know, in the running for him if the mm-hmm. wild didn't claim him. So, I mean, uh, there's definitely some interest around the league. So give him a chance. <sighs> that's that's all we're saying. But again, that's kind of the. I, I those are the those are the nitpick things from a game like this tonight and mm. you know I I saw Denny in here already comment that this was one of those we we talked about it um we talked about it before this game even started this was a show me game mm. you know cuz we we've seen this happen at times all season this year where the wild win three or four different games in a row and then they go up against one of those other Western Conference teams in the postseason picture, and they lose to them. Right. <laughs> and even though Arizona has gone into free fall, um, still a very tough team. They're a very young, skilled team. They're fast. They played. This one was played at Mullet Arena tonight, despite all of the tweets and visuals that I saw where it looked like it was basically a home game for the wild. How about Logan um, Cooley's uh, Cooley's goal too? That was unbelievable on favor. You know, yeah. so he got, he got his old buddy. Um, and that, that move he made that, that was phenomenal. And he'll, he'll remember that one scoring against Flurry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Arizona had stretches during this game where they dominated. Right. Like they, that second period, they really started to pull things back in their favor. Uh, favor i i heard this uh um <laughs> joe o'donnell uh was on my way home and uh in between periods and he mentioned that their fourth line has three top 10 picks on it and cooley gunther and uh barrett Hay- hayden <laughs> so that that's that's insane to to have uh, a fourth line of all first first round top 10 picks um they'll they'll, they'll clearly move up in their lineup soon but that was yeah kind of interesting nugget and you know you have um, you actually get separator goals in this game, which again is something that the Wild have not been able to do recently. So you know we we talk about it. We've we've been pretty forthright, I think, as a show about the difficulties that the, the tricky nature that the Wild have of what they're trying to do, considering where they're at in the season and what they need to do points wise to get back in. But okay, they they've won four in a row now. They've won seven out of nine, and you've got a stretch of games coming up. If you beat those teams, you're putting yourself in position to do this. But you just you gotta you gotta close on it. Like the urgency's got to be there. And so, as critical as I've been of this team over the course of the season, the urgency has been there over these last few games. This looks like a team that knows that they've got to go on a big run and they they are showing that they at least sense the moments of what they need to do. So credit where credit is due yeah. that this team has over the um the last handful of games they have shown the ability to to do it. Well, and and this and this and Gary Bettman's NHL now, uh, you know, the, the emphasis on three point games is it, it it's happening a lot more, uh, you know, and teams are just willing to get games to overtime because they know they get a loser point either way, you know, if they don't, you know, yeah, if if it, if overtime goes horrendous, they at least know they're getting a point. So you're seeing that happen a lot, especially on the back end of back-to-backs you know teams are gassed and <laughs> they're just they're just get let's get our point and and get you know get get home <laughs> or uh yeah you know yeah it's just it's it's crazy and uh i mean basically there's only one spot realistically up mm-hmm. for grabs in the western conference so it's yeah it's good down it's gonna come down to a couple teams and you know a couple teams are looking like they 
are going to be sellers and uh, you know, Arizona's kind of fallen off the face of the earth. Uh, St. Louis is a weird team to figure out because you, you know, you look at the other day, you think they would be Toronto, Toronto missing a bunch of guys and then Toronto just dominates St. Louis. So uh, yeah, it's it, that I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on with them. If they're fully on board of on board of making the playoffs. So if they're still in their kind of rebuild mode and then Seattle, Seattle, I don't, I, they, they looked good for a little bit, but now they've kind of come back to earth and Nashville seems like they're going to trade Soros. So if you trade Soros, they have literally nothing behind them. So uh, yeah, that's, that's a weird team. They just don't have the depth. Um, Calgary's right there with St. Louis too. You don't know what they're, what they're trying to do. You know, it's like, they want to tank, but then they win some game. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's 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 weird. Uh weird figuring out these uh you know these bubble teams. Don't worry, chat. I banned Westworld. He's out. So thank you for those that uh that were stepping in to uh to Thanks everybody. Sorry. Not stand up for that kind of nonsense, but Westworld is banned. Um perfect time to segue. Because we've got a lot of comments in here. Denny has a great stat in regards to the uh, the domination line. The uh, the Capri's gods, I kind of <laughs> want to start calling them, but that just sounds weird. Yes. So we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about Freddie Goudreau because guess what? Um, He had one more shot tonight than I did. <laughs> oh, wait, no. He had the same amount. As I did. Um, ugh. So, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to keep it positive, but no optics. I'm I'm not pulled back into the playoff. Um, I'm not pulled back into the playoff hopefuls yet. Yeah, I'm trying to straddle both sides of the fence. <laughs> so we uh, we will talk about all of that. As we continue tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast after a word from our wonderful sponsors. Tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast is brought to you by Game Time. And folks, the weather is going to start to get nicer. Although, as I say that, Minnesota <laughs> just got a ton Pounded by snow. of snow. Just hammered by snow. But with this new burst of winter weather, it is more likely that you're going to want to go enjoy some indoor entertainment, whether that be watching the Minnesota Timberwolves continue to fight for a spot in the top of the Western Conference, whether it be watching the Minnesota Wild at home, maybe the PWHL Minnesota as well. And all of those require you to be on your guard for some of the inconveniences you have to worry about with same-day ticket purchases. Game time is here to erase all of that nonsense stress that many ticket carriers have you go through on the day of an event. Game time can offer you last minute tickets plus flash deals and zone deals plus views from every seat in the venue. And when they tell you the price of the tickets, that's what it costs. No hidden fees. They put it all out there for you before you purchase your tickets. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Today's Locked on Wild postcast also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel gives you an opportunity to hit it big as the NBA season reaches its crescendo. And new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. If you put five on the Minnesota Wild to beat Arizona tonight, you are rolling with bonus bets that you can use on Kirill Kaprizov to score an anytime goal every game for the rest of the season, or Matt Boldy to score a goal, or... Marc-Andre Fleury to record another win. You name it, those possibilities exist for you as the season unfolds. You can bet on your favorite NBA players, too, with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot today. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 
All right, let's get back to it. Welcome into tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. As the Minnesota Wilds pick up their fourth win of uh, fourth win in a row, fourth win of the season. Oh, <laughs> man, that would be something. Um, Alex McLeddy joining us here tonight as we continue to, I'm just going to say continue to straddle the fence because I reserve the right to hop in and out depending on how this team does they <laughs> to their credit, they have won four games in a row and they are picking up the points that they need to try to climb this mountain. But let's get to some of the comments from our beloved listeners in regards to uh, tonight's game. Let's start with Dougie selling seats for passengers on the bus. Carcass and Freddie bought <laughs> tickets to ride again, uh, folks. And, I know in regards to Freddie brings a little bit more on the defensive side mm -hmm. than he does on the offensive side, but I feel, I feel like his contract extension was handed out because of the fact that he scored 19 goals last right. year. He had as many shots tonight as I did. You can't, you have to, that this is, you know, again, you know, the, the emphasis on where's the depth. <laughs> I mean, uh, where's the depth scoring? They, they need that help as, especially, uh, you know, you know, as, as we get closer to the end of the season here, I mean, they're going to be playing some, some tough teams and they're going to need more help from, from guys like him and, <laughs> and Jojo. It's just, it's agonizing, especially when, when those guys are, you know, they have more than one year on, on their deals. So it's like, come on. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because it, I think this is more underscored anytime Lou Nanny is on the broadcast because you, when somebody's holding on to the puck too long, he will literally say, shoot, right, shoot the puck. Right. And so, yes, you can bring other things to the table. Yes, you can be more of a defense-oriented center or a wing sure. or a speed guy or maybe somebody that doesn't handle the puck. At least contribute a little bit offensively. That's all That's all we're asking. When you have the puck, and this is like we're not basing this. I'm not basing this off of one game. Like there have been 15, 20 different instances this year in which Marcus Johansson has had the puck with room to drive the net and has passed up opportunities. Or how about Freddie Goudreau tonight trying to lead an odd man rush and he's coming up the ice on the right side. And instead of simply entering the zone because he was in position to get there before Ryan Hartman was instead of entering the zone, he tries to pass it to Ryan Hartman. There are two coyote skaters that get to the puck first and it ends up being a turnover and Arizona sends it back the other way. That was <laughs> that, that, yeah, that just made you face palm, face palm, face palm. That was, that was a, that was a tough look. Those are the kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of things that, again, if a rookie makes those types of plays or a young player makes those types of plays, you learn from it and you move on. But it's just, it's stuff that we just continue to see from those spots. And you just have to wonder like, they're key spots in the lineup, too. It's not, you know, it, it's guys that should be relied on, you know, and they aren't right now. <laughs> I like, I mean, again, I'll look to Brandon Duhame, who has been elevated with Marcus Foligno out of the lineup. He played nine minutes. And again, I know the minute totals are, are swayed because there were large amounts of penalties in this game. You have some guys that are, uh, you know, sitting at six, seven minutes of power play time or, Two Double or three shifting minutes. Or, yeah. Yeah. But like Brandon Duhame played. So we'll just we'll just go to even strength minutes. He played seven even strength minutes, had six hits. That's making that's what he impact. does. That's what he does. Yeah. That's what he does. <laughs> Connor Dewar played seven minutes, 41 seconds of even strength time on ice. He Got had four hits. He also oh. went a perfect nine for nine in the face-off circle. That's making an impact. Like these, just, just these little things that can be done 
to impact the game. If you're not scoring, do something. <laughs> At least contribute some way. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's that's all I'm <laughs> saying. Uh, Judd tweeted uh, in response to my, in all caps, can we please try someone else opposite Matt Zuccarello on the wing on that second line? He said he would not be surprised if Marcus Foligno gets an opportunity when he is ready to come back. And look, Foligno's not an offense-oriented player either, but if you're going to have Foligno in that spot, you know he's going to be the one. He will hit. He's going to be the one who wins the puck battles. And so then he is contributing in that sense to what that line is trying to do. So that may not be a perfect fit, that might be an imperfect solution temporarily to that position, but at least then you know that that's going to be what Felino's contribution is to that. He'll make an impact. He's not yeah. a guy that goes quiet out there. That's yeah. I, I can't do it anymore with that. Um, Dumba pounds. glass. <laughs> this was so, this was interesting because Matt Dumba, got called for two penalties tonight and he could not have been more angry at both of them. <laughs> he probably like, should have got, he probably should have gotten another minor, at least on the, on the first one, he was going way, way overbound. Yeah. Just like not happy about either of them. Too. It wasn't, they weren't bad calls. You know, yeah. They were, they were legitimate. And it's, it's funny too, because the broadcast was like, the broadcast was saying, I don't think, I don't think Dumba got Kaprizov up high on the second one. And then they go to the replay and he maybe didn't like directly contact him, but you put your stick up here. They're going to call that. It's going to get called. It's going to get called. So like, let's that's on a star player. You know, that's coming. Let's dial it back. Um, yeah. As Denny notes, the wild passed their first test. Yep. If they can get through this 10-game stretch, which includes some key games coming up, if they can get through this stretch at 7-3, and three, that is the first benchmark that this team needs to go to um, to make the postseason. And now they're 4-0 since the All-Star break started. You've got Buffalo coming up on Saturday. And then this, honestly, this is the stretch. This is hands down the stretch that is going to determine if this team can put themselves in position for a playoff spot or if they're going to be selling by the deadline. Because you play in order. Vancouver, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Seattle, Carolina, Nashville, St. Louis. That's, yeah, I mean, that bunch of teams that you're right there in the mix with. That's that's the benchmark. That's the one that they're going to need. That Oilers game scares me because, they, I mean, look what they did to Detroit eight to four yeah. the other night. Oh man, Just, uh, McDavid six assists. That was bonkers. How about this from Denny too? The mm-hmm. first line has seventeen points in the last three games. Yeah, elevating their games. I mean, like I said, Eck Eck's been their best player. It's just mm-hmm. he's doing everything right. Uh, Face off dot, offensively, defensively, he parks himself out right in front of the net for goals. I mean, that's exact. It's like classic Zach Parisi when he was on the wild in his prime. Uh, yeah, he knows where to get uh, in the dirty areas to score goals. He gets under <laughs> under the skin of every single player on the other team. <laughs> he won't fight. You know, it's just he just gets in their head. And, you know, I, I don't know what this team would do without without him, because without him, they have zero center depth. So, yeah, <laughs> he and you saw when he got hurt against Dallas that it just sucked the life, you know, in the postseason last year, just sucked the life out of the team. And it's funny because we talk about the chemistry that uh, that Kaprizov and Zuccarello have had over the last few years. It almost feel like because Kaprizov is so good with his vision on ice that it forces Matt Boldy to elevate his game to match because, Mm -hmm. and it it seems like there's been a switch that's been flipped with Boldy over the last few games. We've seen plenty of instances this year in which Boldy just has had kind of these quiet stretches. And at this point 
when you're a young player, you're kind of more of a streaky scorer where you can put seven or eight games together where you really impact things, and then you maybe have eight or nine where you're quiet. All we need for Boldy is if you can get at minimum, just attack the net. Attack the net any instance that you have the puck, and that just is going to increase your chances of scoring. And he has done a much more consistent job of that over these last few games since he got paired with Kaprizov and Erickson Atkins. Like the, the numbers speak for themselves. That line is dominating their opponents. And and Boldy's look great on the power play too. That mm-hmm. I think that's that's the most impressive thing to see him. It just the puck movement. And I mean, he single-handedly got them back into that Vegas game. It was just amazing what not only the goal, but you know, just the, you know, the passing has just been elite from from Boldy. I want to ask you about this one, Alex, from Hoptics. Flurry has been much better than Gus for the past several weeks. Do we see a bit of a nudge in terms of starts to Mark Andre Flurry as opposed to Philip Gustafson? Uh, especially because, and I, I'll give props to the broadcast for saying as much. <laughs> especially because this team needs every game right now. Yeah, it seems like Gus is. It seems like Gus is fighting the puck. I don't. I don't know what you know. He hasn't looked, um, you know, like the Gus of last last year, um, and so and you know, <laughs> again, we don't know for sure if this team is going to be a playoff team. So you may want to showcase Flurry too. But you know, if <laughs> like we've been talking about on previous episodes, but you know, this, this wild team, they, they do this every year. They, they, they hover around the, the play, you know, they don't go in full tank mode or they don't, you know, go like winning the central, you know, so they're kind of just right in the thick of the middle of the pack. Um, and the so, muddy middle. Exactly. And, you know, Flurry's, uh, uh, it just, I, I feel like he, he knows that this is probably it. And so he's giving it his all to finish strongly because uh, I don't think he wants to end his career, uh, you know, just on a really sour note. Um, And so I think he's playing stress-free too, because he knows (laughs) I've done everything now, (laughs) you know, it's uh, um, and he knows he probably isn't going to catch Brodeur. So it's uh, he, past you know patrick wall which was a gigantic deal for him and getting in a thousand games i mean the man's won multiple cups so he's he's done everything literally possible for a goalie except for getting the the most wins by broder and broder is one of one (laughs) you're gonna need you're gonna need about 15 years to uh (laughs) to pass marty broder so yeah it it does it it is trending towards feeling like this is it for flurry. Yeah. Um, not to say that he doesn't still have it. Cause obviously no. we've seen it. Everything he's saying, it just seems like it too. He's yeah. not officially saying it, but you can just read in between the lines in his last four starts. And granted one of those was the game against Florida in which he took that hit early mm-hmm. and was not able to finish the game in his last four starts. He has allowed two goals and or fewer every single time which includes shutting out the Islanders. He allowed just one goal in 30 minutes against the Panthers. He allowed two goals against Pittsburgh and now just one goal tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. Now, Philip Gustafson, on the other hand, he has over his last one, two, three, four, five, six, six starts. He has allowed fewer than three goals twice. So, I saw somebody on Twitter say three goal Gus as a nickname. That's been pretty, that's been pretty, uh, pretty foolproof for him. And so flurry definitely has been the more sharp of the two. So honestly, this team's going to ride the hot hands. I know it's been pretty split here recently, but, um, it won't surprise me, especially during this stretch, especially during these next these seven coming up against like legitimate Western Conference hopefuls or playoff teams. They're going to ride the hot hand. Yeah. So this, is it. They, this is the urgency that. Yeah. Needed, you know? If they have one game where they falter, they're going to go to the other guy. Like that's where we start to see stuff. Um, 
that's where we start to see stuff in like we can't afford to lose these games. Yeah, hundred percent. I already addressed this one, but uh, you're slowly becoming pro. Make the playoffs, aren't you? I am straddling the fence, baby. I am still firmly in team greater good, but I'm going to be honest because of how bleak this season has gone at particular points. I don't mind wins every now and again. Right. It's make, it makes it easier to talk about. It's, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're playing better. That's, that's all you can ask for. And if they yeah. don't make the playoffs, at least they're, at least they're putting in the effort to, to try to, to get there. And team greater good is you have a like you have an upper echelon tier top line in the making right now yeah, with 100%. Kaprizov, Erickson, and Boldy. And so even if this season doesn't turn into anything like you probably at the minimum roll with that line as your top line combo. And people, um, people have always wanted to see more boldly Kaprizov. You know, it's, yes, we're <laughs> so getting it's, the it's opportunity awesome, to awesome. Not only on the power play, but five on five. Gus in a first for you uh, see sorrows. <laughs> <laughs> here's the, So here's the other thing. I'm actually glad that this got brought up because we were talking about this um, just in DMS during the game. Mm-hmm. If like, let's, let's say this, let's think about this. If the wild don't manage that stretch, those seven, these, I'm going to call them the significant seven, those seven games. If they do poorly in that stretch and you trend towards being a seller at the deadline, if Mark Andre Fleury keeps up what he has been doing and is amenable to waiving his no trade, you're going to get a first round pick for him. Like let's let's just let's just speak that into existence. Um, you're gonna get a first round pick for Marc Andre Fleury. Now it's gonna be in the twenties because it'll be from a playoff team like Colorado or Edmonton right. or New Jersey or maybe Carolina. I know those have been the most hotly rumored at this yeah. point, but Toronto needs a goalie bad too. <laughs> and when the Wild got Fleury from Chicago before conditional second um that could turn into a first depending on playoff wins if he keeps this roll up you're not gonna have to do conditional second you're gonna get a team that is desperate that'll say yeah sure have our first round pick right yeah, and that if would we be win the cup who cares you know that would yeah. be massive yeah again in a, in a really get to in a point. really talented draft this summer it's just it's loaded I bet Seth could take more shots than Freddie just by watching him play. <laughs> Excellent, Jeremy. Excellent. If I if I had any if I had any adult beverages here, I well, would pick have. Whitney. <laughs> I you know I just because I did some traveling and because I did dry January, um, I didn't have much in the uh, in the old cabinet, so. I, I don't have anything at my disposal. Now <laughs> I should change that. And maybe that'll have to become a thing because I said a couple of episodes ago that we should just do the Lou Nanny shot requirement for many members of this team. Three shots on goal. It, it's not a high number. Just say it, for Boldy, it can be four. Get to four shots on goal and you get to keep your current minute flow. If you don't, you get it reduced right now. Honestly, for Johansson and for Goudreau, you could set it at two <laughs> and it still would be a struggle. But <laughs> like, again, impact the game. It's crazy when Johansson was, you know, he's on the power play, too, and he's still. <laughs> oh, you, you think <laughs> you think at least on the power play, there'd be some type of <laughs> any type of contribution. No, 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 there would not. I I like this. I like Denny's suggestion here to put Beckman with Rossi and Zuccarello to at least give it a try. Beckman shoots the puck. He's a guy that shoots the puck too. Michael Russo tweeted it when he was brought up the first time. This was his chance. I I cannot I cannot believe that's that. gonna be the line of the season. That we'll, I cannot we'll believe about. that that was put in as a quote. 
Yeah, unbelievable. And I then mean, he gets sent down like the next day. Right. But what Russo said is that in his last four games in Iowa, Beckman had 28 shots on goal. Yeah, which is legit. I mean, Seven that's... per game. This team could use that. Because again, and again, we point to the we point to the stuff like the lack of being able to get separator goals, something that has cost this team many games this year. You can't. Because they, you I mean, can't they get go separator goals without shooting the puck. Yeah, I mean, they get in these lulls in games too, where it's like here comes here comes the push from the other team and and then they tie it up and then it's just yeah. demoralizing and so then when you when you can do that to the other team like it sucked the life out of the coyotes i thought for big stretches lou nanny is shooting decision coach <laughs> <laughs> hey he's gonna oh, be done with, he's done with the state tournament after this you know so the comments are on fire tonight yeah. jeremy's I love jeremy's this. 10 of 10 um, as cinerary notes, Zuccarello has been shooting more. He had, uh, I think he, he almost scored in, shots in the, tonight at the end of the first period there. I, I thought it should have been a little bit quicker, but, um, yeah, he was, he was close. Yeah. Zuccarello in 20 minutes tonight, five shots, three blocks. And it, again, I, I just, I like the fit. I like the fit with him and Rossi because Rossi is bulldog enough. I mean, Zuccarello is such a smart player. He can play with anybody too, which, which helps just with his vision and, you know, being a veteran, he, he knows what, where to get out on the ice um, and, and set up teammates um, and, and where to shoot the puck too. Yeah. He was, he was close to scoring. No need for Lou as a shooting decision coach. Just make a poster saying, shoot the puck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they can put it on the digital ads, you know, on the, on the boards there. I should. Okay. I um just quickly see if I can do this correctly. These are some of the things that I have the disposal to do and I should probably just start doing this myself is uh just everybody can see it across the bottom. I'm just going to leave that in there for the duration of the show tonight to uh just further underscore um what we need so we're just gonna we're just gonna keep that there just gonna keep shoot the puck there as long as uh as long as it's necessary um i i would be all in favor too of giving the deweys more time on the power play for just the ability to i don't know use that speed and, and as as we talk about to trade bait too, if they if they want to trade trade them, you know, give them the spotlight. But uh, yeah, we, I mean, we've seen uh, those two guys. You remember the Montreal game where they had the, the the two shorty goals? That was that was crazy, and they utilized their their speed then. Um, that that stat the other day of Brandon Duhame playing over what like a hundred games and only having having two assists. Yeah, it was, was was crazy to see that's, that. That's wild. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, not great. <laughs> Boldy needing to play with stars to be engaged. That sounds awfully familiar for Kevin Fiala too. <laughs> they're hey, I mean they're yeah, they're similar type players, so that makes makes sense. But uh, I mean, Boldy's. Uh, how many times has he been talked to now by Bill Guerin? And, uh, you know, I think he just senses the urgency too. And I mean, when you're making what he's making, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't matter your age, you're, you're getting paid a ton of money to produce. And so, yeah. Um, you know, I think, you know, playing with confidence, you know, it, it just makes a world of a difference for him too. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he scores in bunches too. When so, enjoy this while we have it. Um, Michael Russo tweeted it out earlier tonight. Matt Boldy has 18 goals and 32 points in 34 games under John Hines. So, yes, there have been some stretches in there in which there have been quiet play, but for the most part, he has. For the most part, he's picked it up. Right. 
And you know, he's not, he's not, he's not playing on the perimeter. He's getting into uh, good scoring areas and, uh, and, and just, I'm even more impressed by the playmaking too. Like I said, on the, on, yes. the, on the power play, it's been phenomenal. And I think playing with Kaprizov has certainly helped. Yeah. Um, that dude just, I mean, Kaprizov's a top 10 player in the league. And so, yeah. I mean, when, when you're playing with a guy sounds... like that, it's, uh, you know, you, you take a look at the Kings too. You're, if you're playing with an Anze Kopitar, you're going to, you know, look at, you know, everybody said it's like Rossi. Everybody said Quinn Byf- Byfield was a, was a bust. And look at the season he's had, you know, just you're playing when you're playing with confidence that, you know, and playing with, uh, a, you know, a guy that can elevate your game. It, it's, it's huge. Um, let's, let's give Jake, um, let's, let's take this opportunity. Jake's question to spotlight Brock Faber a little bit. There's never a bad time to talk about Brock Faber. And it's interesting because you just look, and I talked about this in the pregame show today too. You just look at all of the different ways that, Faber impacts what this team does for Connor Bedard at this point he is a goal scorer that's it he doesn't bring you a ton defensively he hasn't had a huge impact on special teams as of yet he has mostly been an even strength scorer mm-hmm. Brock Faber is power play quarterback top defenseman on the penalty kill top defenseman in general uh, almost 30 you, minutes a night. It's, it, uh, it's insane. He's, I mean, it speaks for itself. And yeah. if he keeps this pace up, cause now he's on pace for 50 points this season. It's crazy. If he keeps that up, he's going to shatter the rookie, the, the rookie points mark. He's going to shatter that not only for players, but for defensemen for the Minnesota wild. And he's going to put himself into the conversation for one of the best rookie defenseman seasons of all time yeah it's it's insane and you know uh when he was at the u i mean they had they were stocked with uh nhl defensemen and he they didn't really need him to play on the power play they had jackson lacombe and mikey kester and, and ryan johnson so i mean they didn't really need him to be on the power play and so uh to see what he's doing <laughs> as a rookie it's it's in it's insane and you know for stretches there they didn't even have Brodeen and so he was the de facto number one and two basically all by himself it uh it just it's just wild and you know this couldn't have come at a better time too because Bedard's gonna be coming back soon from his uh from the broken jaw so uh you know it's huge and it's nice to see Brodeen or sorry it's nice to see Faber uh you know get some national you know, pub from, from not, you know, not only just locally, but, you know, you have Butchergrass talking about them. And so, yeah, it's, it's huge. Um, Let's Denny's right here. Let's Gustafson. I, I know he did give up the three against Vegas, but he was nails at the end of that game. And yeah, so, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's and had that stretches. Game, yeah. I mean, uh, they were trying to win it desperately for Pet, you know, Petrangelo, who's that was his thousandth game in the in the NHL, and you know, Marchessault so was. I mean, he he got him. Yeah, Gus got Marchessault so pretty good at the end there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Personally, I've always thought Faber has been just as good as Bedard, but I always got crap for saying it. That's because Chicago Blackhawks fans are weird. Yeah, I mean they don't have much other than him, you know. So <laughs> literally that it's in they're they're stocking an AHL team. I I was going back and forth with somebody. I was like, they need five more NHL defensemen. They and Seth Jones is, you know, <laughs> you can have your debates about Seth Jones. I, you know, he he has that gigantic contract, but I, I don't think he really cares. So yes. Jeremy, you're on fire tonight, man. Yeah, locked on wild shoot the puck shirts. That's uh or get That's it, not... get it in Russian too. I mean, uh, it's the, <laughs> when we get the Russian comments in the section, like I always, when I get the translation, I was like, it's seeing what Russian looks like. It's, it's, it's wild. Um, we, we can do a lot of different things. Like we've, we've got this, I can do other banners. Um, Alex, let me take this opportunity to officially invite you to 
when we get the Sunday shows going. It will not be this Sunday because, again, I haven't seen my parents since Christmas. Yeah. And since the wild play on Saturday and Monday, I'm going to cut my commute down a little bit and go back and forth. But uh, we'll get the Sunday shows going next week and uh, we'll have some fun with them. Um, we'll we'll talk more about that off air. Yeah, it's been it's been fun doing, uh, you know, the show with Seth. We continue to grow and grow. It's it's awesome. And yeah, I appreciate all the all the kind words, Denny. And it's, you know, it's it's something else, too. And this has been kind of an unfortunate byproduct, I think, about where this industry is at, is we just have seen we've seen some really good wild podcasts that have shuttered mm-hmm. recently. And so, you know, as being a daily show, it's it's easy for us to just continue to kind of um, just be there for wild fans that are looking for. Uh, for content on the daily, I mean, you've got the soda pod, which is a plus they, they knock what we do out of the water from the prospect side of things. We're working on getting more into that, but that's just an area that I've never been strong in. Um, you got bar down beauties. You've got Judd's hockey show. You've got Michael Russo's podcast. You've got wild on seventh. There's a robust podcast community here they're all kind of different too yeah it's it just it's been a lot of fun to become more interactive in what lockdown wild has done because i can i can talk into the microphone all all day and and many people have seen and the community's international we were joking in our dms of (laughs) locked on international i mean it's uh (laughs) i mean we got literally we got people in scotland ireland that we've talked to uh, I know we have Russian followers uh, that are in the comments sections all the time. It's uh, it's wild. And there's, I, I can't believe there's, you know, like, you know, we, we always hear about Timberwolves Brazil. I mean, there's wild fans down there in Brazil too. It's uh, it's just wild. No, they're everywhere. Down. Yeah. They're everywhere. Um, Back to a little bit of Faber discussion. Denny did, did say, I do remember him saying that Faber was going to be, one of those uh, diamonds. And this was cool. I thought from KG too. Faber's just a good guy all around and an incredible hockey player. Look at what happened tonight. And uh, that was a scary play too. I think it was Dursey that took the, the shot to the dome that made the loudest sound. He's a good guy too. I mean, that's, that's, you know, it's, that's, and you know, you appreciate, you know, guys like, like him and Faber and, you know, Faber, Faber knows he, Jersey's an honest player. And, you know, I, uh, I told Seth this too, in a DM, I was at the gopher hockey game on Saturday. Uh, it was a day game. So, you know, it was one of those weird, you know, games where TV dictates starting times. You know, so it was at three o'clock and I was in the press box sitting by my dad who was doing the gopher radio and Brock Faber just <laughs> out of nowhere was up in the press box. Um, just sitting there. Um, you know, so, I mean, if you think about it, which is crazy, he'd be a senior on this gopher hockey team, which oh my God. He, he, he could be at the U still. Um, but he wanted to support his buddies and, uh, you know, he was the captain of that gopher hockey team. And so, you know, it was really cool to see him as an alum still supporting and, you know, he's a pro athlete, you know, he's a pro player. He didn't have to be on campus there watching, but, you know, he did it because, uh, you know, he has a passion, uh, for the University of Minnesota and is uh, yeah just a good guy all around. Yeah, that was a yeah that was a weird trade. I don't know what LA was kind of thinking. Uh, you know, they <laughs> clearly if you saw the score the other night against uh, the Sabers who oh. put a touchdown on them. Yeah, they are uh, struggling defensively. I, I don't I don't know what's what's going on there in LA. Yeah, bad vibes. As GA 7 notes. I would think I would uh, people have been saying that the reason that the Kings are in absolute free fall is because they no longer have Dursey on the yeah, roster. He was, he was good on the power play. Um, you know, he's good defensively. He, he blocks a ton of shots. Um, you know, that's a, uh, that's a guy they, they really, really miss. I know they were having some cap issues, but you'd think you'd try to find a way to, you know, to keep them on, on the team there. They, they miss him on the power play as well. Yeah. Any thoughts on doing a gopher show? So 
our wonderful friends at Locked On Golden Gophers. Um, Kane, I know, periodically does I've been hockey coverage. Yeah. And then, of course, our beloved friends at the Soda Pod with MNCAA. I'm on also there. <laughs> cover the Gophers from time to time. So a lot of opportunities to hear Alex um, in both of those avenues. But uh, I see this is for me. This is about the busiest time of my day job between February, the basically the month of February. Just <laughs> insane section time for hockey, <sighs> high school hockey section playoffs for every sport there are weeks that i have five games a game every night like monday tuesday thursday friday saturday and you're on the roads uh that you know the scary roads down there in southern minnesota it's uh yeah but we're gonna i i want to i have this entire notebook of list of things to uh to do but uh we are gonna get uh denny was ready to go with this one we'll get pat i want to get bob motzko on um to talk a little go for hockey as well talk a little brock faber so lockdown wild will be dipping um my toes dipping the toes of the show more into college hockey here as these next couple of months unfolds and also um, I did secure the services of a PWHL expert and friend of the show. It just so happened that she went on vacation. Uh, so Alexis Pearson, who uh, many of you may remember from the Bar Down Beauties days, she'll be coming on the show regularly to talk PWHL. Yep, she's excellent. Great friends. And so I look forward to that because that those those were fun shows to do. And it'll continue. So yes, we've got we're we're gonna continue to because I'm just a I'm just a content lunatic. <laughs> um yeah, you're, you're, you're always coming up with good ideas. So I mean that's uh that's what keeps locked on on, on top. And yeah, it's it's awesome. So it keeps locked on on the up and up. So yes, we've we've got a lot that is coming up for you um to try to hit all of these different avenues. Um, did we not ask, did we not ask dear Pat? I maybe put it out there publicly, but yeah, we'll, we'll get on that. I just, I just need, I'll get, I'll get him on. I'll get him on. <laughs> I just need, here's what I need. I'm just going to say it because I, I have been, I'm not somebody that asks for things a lot. Right. I just need two weeks, two weeks to keep the content for the most part at where it's at. So I can get through the busy part of my schedule and then we can hit it hard because then I'll have nights free. I won't be driving three hours both ways. (laughs) So I've got all these ideas written down. We will get all of this rolling. We'll get everybody on. So the, these are all the these are all the things that we have to look forward to on the horizon as this show continues. Um, also, I'm going to be at the draft in Vegas, so that's something to look forward to in the way far off. So yeah, we're just and no here. and no Seth will not be climbing the sphere like that guy did <laughs> at the at the Super Bowl. I don't know if anybody else saw that. That was. Absolutely wild. I can't no. believe that happened. We we don't we don't scale large buildings because <laughs> I have a deathly fear of heights. So not gonna be trying to scale the sphere in Vegas. But the point as I get to my bane voice from the Dark Knight Rises is that we have all these wonderful ideas for content and we give it all to you, the people. And we're just going to continue adding. We're going to continue to perfect, continue to craft, continue to hone. If you have ideas for things that you'd like to see from Lockdown Wilds, be like Denny and leave them in comments on our various episodes. Shoot an email to LockdownWild at gmail.com because if it's something that you want to see covered in an episode, I want to cover it. So just continue to fire those ideas out there 
and we'll get to as many of them as we can, whether it be more live shows, whether it be content ideas, whether it be guests that you'd like, send them to us. We'll knock them out because either this Minnesota wild team is going to figure it out and go to the postseason, or they're going to go down in a blaze of glory. But I will tell you one thing. Lockdown wild will be there every step of the way. That's not a Bane voice though. That is, uh, I was trying to think of a line because people want the, uh, people want the Bane voice. Um, and we give it all to you. The people It's just so bad. I'm sorry. I'm not good at impressions. We're, we're derailing here. It's almost one o'clock. So listeners hit us with those ideas. Be like Denny. Hit us with those ideas and we are going to work them in. We're going to integrate them. We're going to continue to push the envelope for content because this audience deserves it. And so with that, I think we'll call it a wrap here tonight as the Minnesota Wild pick up a three to one win. Alex, thank you for joining. Of course. Listeners, thank you for another A plus postcast here this evening another hour plus after a minnesota wild win on the west coast who else does that what other show does that we are here no one no one does so again we do it all for you thank you all for being such a plus listeners and we will see you for saturday's game against the buffalo sabers at the x until then we'll have a new episode coming up for you tomorrow as well So appreciate all of your support and uh, we will catch you on the next episode of locked on wild, which you can find as part of the locked on podcast network. So hit subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms, you name it. We're everywhere and we'll catch you on the flip side with another episode of locked on wild coming up in a bit.